0: Yo, Steve! Happy Saturday, my guy. How are you doing, Yo, my yes. friend? It is Saturday. I had to think about it for a second. Yeah, I was gonna yes. say Happy Friday, and then I was like, Wait a second, that's not right. <laughs> part of me, part of me, as
1: soon as you said Happy Saturday, was like, Uh, that's not correct. It's actually Friday. And then the other one percent of my brain was like, Hold up. Wrong. It actually yeah. is Saturday.
0: No, it's not. Uh, common that we record on Saturdays. We've been on like, like a Wednesday Wednesday schedule recently which has Mm -hmm. helped us like stay on track but uh this week we ended up deciding to wait till saturday because um a you know just a couple scheduling things but even more than that was the fact that just yesterday and thursday i guess technically thursday and wednesday was uh, a couple marvel things dropped and we figured hey we'll just wait a couple days and rather than trying to figure out something to talk about and then be two weeks late we'll just wait a couple days and then we can talk uh so those steve marvels and um loki season two finale so we'll uh we'll get to loki yes. in the next episode but for now we're going to be talking about the marvels dude this movie just came out i guess thursday technically um i don't know yep. if i went and saw it on saw thursday it on wednesday or whatever but i just saw it last night on wednesday or not wednesday friday <laughs> i'm all over the place uh but i saw it on friday which was last night and um yeah this movie had a lot uh I don't think there were very high expectations just generally going into this movie, um, with you know a lot of the news that's come out lately about Marvel, and you know we talked about it last episode, so on and so forth. Um, and Captain Marvel, the first movie, got kind of mixed reviews. Um, but yeah, Steve, what did you, uh, what were just your initial thoughts coming out of the theater for the Marvels?
1: My initial thoughts coming out of the theater. Uh, You know, Justin, I got to say, coming out of the theater, I really enjoyed myself watching this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, If I had to rate it, honestly, and I know I normally give my rating at the end, and I will give the hard number at the end, but I I will say that I don't think my overall number rating necessarily reflects um, the amount of enjoyment that that I experienced watching this movie. Um, I think the movie has plenty of problems. I don't think it's perfect or great or necessarily very good. Um, I think it's a good movie that was a lot of fun and I think that is something that the first movie was sorely missing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of what I wanted to see out of this movie was a, a change in tone and a bit of personality for our main character, which we definitely got, um, But we also got some new additions that brought a lot of life and a lot of energy to, uh, this movie that was really nice to see, um, Amon Vellani specifically, uh, Tiana Paris was great as, uh, Monica Rambeau, Mm -hmm. uh, Spectrum, I guess, um, She was way better in this than I uh, thought she was in WandaVision. I will say that. Um, I don't know if it was just due to limited screen time in WandaVision, but I was not expecting a lot from her going in, and she was great in this. Mm -hmm. Um, But Amon Vellani was really the standout to me. Ms. Marvel, she was fantastic. Um, If you watch the Ms. Marvel series, you know that she absolutely killed it in that, and if you've seen any of her interviews, you know she's um, like a huge Marvel fanboy. So it's great to see like a big fan of the comics, uh, and a big fan of the source material, um, be able to do a character justice uh, like she did for Ms. Marvel. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot more from her. Uh, and based on what we saw in this movie, there will be a lot more to come from Ms. Marvel. So mm-hmm. uh, I am looking forward for that. Um, but yeah, I I had a re- like you had very low expectations going into this movie. Uh, they were met and exceeded, although. You know, uh, part of me is talking really positively about this movie, but I, I wouldn't rate it necessarily very super highly. Um, and I think a lot of that is due to the fact that I had low expectations going in. I'll just yeah. I'll just start talking about that now, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I mean, in comparison, and, and we always talk about this movie, and even though we say we hate talking about it, but I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, Love and Thunder was one of the most anticipated movies um, for me and you and for a lot of people in the MCU for a lot of reasons. And it totally failed to deliver on almost everything. And that was a huge letdown. The quality of the movie also poor, but that combined with the expectations led to just like a terrible experience at the theater Um, for this movie. I would say it's definitely better than Love and Thunder, but it's nowhere near like the top, or even I would probably put it like middle bottom of the pack for the MCU, which I guess is a statement to how many good movies the MCU does have in it. Um, but like because I was not expecting a lot, this movie was totally fine, and I was like, huh, this is pretty good. So maybe time will tell, maybe um, watching it in a vacuum or watching it with more context later will be different viewing. Uh, But I liked this movie, which is a really long-winded way to answer your original question, Justin, of what were my initial thoughts. Uh, But I'll just say I liked this movie.
0: Nice. yeah. What about you?
1: What were your thoughts?
0: Yeah, this movie definitely benefited from the expectations that I had going into it, Uh, which is the first time in a while... That a marvel movie has had that because it seems like marvel movies lately have only suffered from my expectations of them like you said uh love and thunder um something like secret invasion which i'm not a movie but you know secret invasion multiverse of madness even wakanda forever which i liked still i think might have been i might have liked it even more if it hadn't been for kind of what i was expecting but yeah this one definitely was way better than i expected I think the first thing that I thought when I came out of the theater was, oh, it's over already, how short it was, Um, which I was enjoying myself during the majority of the movie. And so it was almost a bummer that it was over. Like when it was heading into the third act, I was like, oh, there's no way this is actually the finale. And then suddenly it was there. And this was like one of the shortest Marvel movies, Um, at least in a yeah, very long time. Yeah, it might be time. the shortest. Yeah. I,
1: I, I read that it, it I mean...
0: Love and Thunder I, was the we shortest. You should look
1: it up for to, to be hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. but I know it's one of the shortest. Um, there's not many that clock in under two hours, yeah. especially recent phases. Um, I know Love and Thunder was under two hours, which was a big point of emphasis for us that it needed twenty minutes to a half an hour more mm-hmm. in the story. Um, and I think I could have used a little bit more time in this movie too. I I agree with you that you know when you could tell the third act was coming around. I was like, ah, oh, already. Like yeah, it it came around a little quick. Yeah, uh, that was the biggest but, thing for me, especially with yeah.
0: three main characters or you know title characters. It definitely seemed like they could have, yeah, they could have put a little bit more time for each of them. But similar to you, while I was in the theater the whole time, I was just thinking, a Ms. Marvel needs to be in everything <laughs> moving forwards. Yep, and to be uh, Kamala's mom needs to be in everything <laughs> moving forward she's the yeah, best both character her they're great dude her whole family is but especially her mom is like the greatest side character in the mcu ever i'm like get get out of get darcy out of here get i always forget her name rachel or whatever uh, aquafina's character name was um in shang chi i'm like get her out of there all we need is kamala's family in everything they're so fun and that just goes to to prove as well that like You know, a lot of people have been criticizing critics of the the um, latest Marvel stuff as like, oh, you just don't like change, you don't like whatever, Um, like you're just mad that the old characters are gone. Uh, It's like it's not that all the new characters, like it's not just that they're new characters that people dislike them, because a lot of the new characters are fantastic, like Ms. Marvel, for example. like Mm -hmm. she's amazing she's so much fun she has so much life on screen she's like uh consistent in her characterization like she's not just making random decisions based on who knows what's going on um and it's just fun to like watch the world through her eyes and stuff so it's like some of the new heroes are definitely awesome and worth watching and ms marvel is a prime example of that so yeah i mean oh, it was totally it, it was kind of a weird to see captain marvel get overshadowed in her own sequel <laughs> but that's definitely what happened um and she she was pretty good too like much better than i was expecting well, um
1: i guess that's why it was called the marvels and not captain marvel yeah. too because she, i mean she was a main character yeah but not the main character this is definitely ms marvel's movie yeah um yeah i want to see her in everything too she was she was great and i totally agree with your point about like criticism of the mcu it's It's not that we don't want to see these new characters come in. It's that, first of all, a lot of them are just like coming in and swapping places with versions of the the characters that we've known for a long time and have had a lot of growth that we've witnessed, you know, from like their origin up till wherever they exited the story or, you know, had this replacement get introduced Mm -hmm. and they kind of earned where they're at right now. And for a lot of the replacement characters, it just seems like they are popping up. And haven't had to do all that work to earn our, like, respect and, you know, earn our love for them as a character. Yeah. Um. We're just, you know, oh, this is the new, like, Captain America. He wears the same colors. He's got the same outfit. He's got the shield. You love Captain America. You got to love this Captain America. Yeah. Like, oh, Tony Stark, you know, we had a a genius who built a flying suit. And, you know, fights crime. And now we got Riri Williams who built her own suit and fights crime. So you should love her too, right? It's like, no, it doesn't necessarily work like that. Like, give us characters like Ms. Marvel who, you know, you introduce correctly and, like you said, characterize correctly and cast correctly and give them interesting stories and (laughs) we'll like them. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the new characters this phase well I guess not this phase technically because we're in phase five now but phase four you know with Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, Shang-Chi are new characters that I'm really interested to see more from but we just haven't yet yeah um and so hopefully the ending of this movie is an indication that we will start to see these characters recurring in more things going forward now that a lot of the setup has been done for the next couple of phases
0: yeah especially because spoiler obviously uh Ms. Marvel talks to Kate Bishop at the end of this movie. Kate Bishop, another yes. one of the new heroes, even though she was replacing or she is replacing a hero that we already know and love, like it was earned just throughout the course of the whole show. She didn't just show up and say, Oh, now I'm amazing and better at you that better than you at everything, so move aside old timer right. Like Kate Bishop, we loved her. She was great in um uh Hawkeye. So yeah, excited to see them moving uh, together or working together moving forward although it was a little bit weird because that was pretty much an end credit scene that was before the credits like that was the last scene of the movie and it was more of an end credit scene because it really didn't have anything to do with the, the movie so that was a kind of weird way to end but you know it is what it is um, although I did kind of like that to be honest if they're going to have these scenes
1: that are end credit in quality yeah. and purpose you know, I don't mind the whole trend of uh, end credit scenes, especially for comic book movies. Uh-huh. Like, in, in no other genre does it make more sense than comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you read a comic book and it's like, oh, tune in next week. Or like, oh, you're like what will happen next time? Um, mm-hmm. And so there's always these stingers for the next episode or the next issue to keep you coming back. Yeah. So I like it in comic book movies. I understand when it bleeds over into other genres, like people don't love it. And I get that. Um, it doesn't fit everywhere, but I also understand not really liking it in comic book movies. Like you want to just see the movie. You don't want to that you already sat through a bunch of previews in the beginning. You're making your movie experience like an hour longer with previews and credits. So if they're going to, you know, continue to do what they did in this movie and put one of those scenes, like just at the end of the movie, and have a mid-credit scene and save people the extra like five minutes of waiting <laughs> That's fair. all the way to the end, that'd be great. That's fair. Now if people are expecting uh, it anyway, will we'll that well actually save, save people the time? I don't think so because people have been conditioned to wait all the way to the end up until this point. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. We did. You, know, you couldn't <laughs> risk missing anything, right? We did, yeah. Um, so we'll see if that makes a difference. But I, I, if this is the way the trend actually goes, I I don't mind the movie yeah. ending on a little bit of a weird note. If it has like an end credit scene at the end, yeah. like I count it all as, as one. So it doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I guess that's a fair point, but, um, but i jumping back to the actual movie itself. So what did you think about like the, the goal, the conflict or like the villain? Um, cause I thought that had a much better setup than it did pay off. Um, Cause so the setup right, I'm I'm forgetting the name of the the Cree lady, but the Cree woman, um, you know she's it's like Darben or something, something like that, Darby, uh, she, she uh, you know, has a has a bone to pick with Captain Marvel because apparently Captain Marvel destroying the Supreme Intelligence also killed their son, and they tried to blame it on like the civil war that happened, which maybe the civil war depletes the natural resources, but I don't know how that would lead to the sun not working, but whatever captain marvel's to blame for the entire planet going into you know total catastrophe sure I, I think that's a pretty silly premise but we'll buy it and sure we'll say that um but basically they're going to all these planets trying to steal their natural resources to repopulate their own planet um with the additional benefit of targeting systems that uh captain marvel cares about and has people that she cares about on so the scroll Uh, her husband that we learn about, which I thought that whole scene was silly, but you said you loved it, Uh, and then Earth. And um, I thought that was a pretty interesting setup because, uh, yeah, it's like Captain Marvel has to learn to deal with some of the um, collateral that she's caused, you know, because she is known for being very cocky, not really thinking about other people or being very considerate. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's almost like a Iron Man, Tony Stark type of thing where, you know, he's very cocky. And then as soon as he starts to learn that his actions are causing huge issues, he has to confront that, you know, his actions are straight up causing the death of people, um, which is something that he like knows. But once he has to confront it, then, you know, it allows him to change his ways, which it's not exactly the same because he was selling weapons and wasn't like, you know, fighting Evil as a superhero, so it's not exactly the same, but just the idea of having to own up to the collateral and damage that you've caused, or like Iron Man, I guess maybe Civil War would be a better example of it. um And Captain Marvel hasn't really faced any repercussions or had to even think because she's so cocky and and everything. So it was nice seeing her wrestle with that a bit. So I was like, yeah, this is a good setup. This this seems pretty interesting. I was worried that it was going to go the way of Ghost in Ant Man Two. Right Where ghost um, basically wants to f- heal her powers and is very much the type of thing that like if the good guys just worked with her, then there's no conflict, they can fix her. and there's no reason for the conflict other than miscommunication. And I was worried that that was the way that this was gonna go. And uh, like, oh, if Captain Marvel can st- restart the sun, then there's no fight. they just work together and they restart the sun and the whole fight is is pointless. And that's kind of how it goes, but it puts a a good enough twist on it, Um, especially with Captain Marvel, you know, having caused all this issue to begin with, so them targeting her, you know, her friends and family. Um, That added a wrinkle into it that it was like, okay, it wasn't just a ghost problem, because that led to Ghost being a pretty lame villain in Ant-Man 2. Um, And so, again, I thought the setup was pretty good, and I think, unfortunately, it just kind of didn't quite hit at the end for me um the villain kind of ended up falling flat which a ton of marvel ones have so that doesn't knock the movie by itself but um yeah it just seemed to i don't know if it was because it was again too short um or what but it was weird to me that they like the villain every time we saw her for the first hour and a half of the movie she is with a massive fleet she's surrounded by tons of guards they're uh, all fighting like it's this huge armada, the overwhelming odds, super strong. And then when she comes to take the sun from Earth, it's literally one ship and she's the only person on it. There's not another soul to be seen from the Kree, and it's just like, what? That doesn't that doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense why that's the case. And then she ends up just like exploding herself, and it, it just seemed to kind of end like a wet fart to me after being like a really good setup and really good conflict that Captain Marvel had to deal with so for me like in terms of the villain it seemed like the first 90% was really solid you know she was kind of forgettable but overall really solid and then and kind of just ended like a wet fart to me I don't know what you thought about that Um, like the villain and just overall conflict sorry I know I was talking for a bit I had a lot of thoughts on it (laughs)
1: No, never apologize. I ramble much more than you do, um, and I'm about to do so right here, I think. Uh, the villain was one of the weakest parts of the movie, probably the single weakest point of the movie for me. Um, Darben, if that's even her name, I'm just going to call her that because that's what's in my mind for some reason. If it's not correct, I don't care. Uh, this villain was almost as forgettable as like Malikith, um, on the same level as like yon like one step above. Uh, Malekith in terms of like one note totally forgettable uh weakest part of the story by far um yeah I, I I do like that there was a the personal aspect of her kind of quest uh against uh Carol which was nice um yeah the Kree sense of guilt uh we're like blaming people for what went wrong. Is really misplaced. Uh, yeah. Carol destroyed their supreme intelligence. Which maybe. In some way led to the civil war. But like that is what. Destroyed their atmosphere. And like burned out their sun. And ruined their planet. Um, So maybe Carol feels some guilt. In some like second or third hand kind of way. Because of some butterfly effect. That happened. And. You know, maybe it's not as far out there as a butterfly flapping its wings. So, you know, it's a little bit more connected so she can feel that guilt a little bit closer. But it's really not her fault, <laughs> despite the guilt that she feels. And despite offering a solution, uh, Darben is just not about it because of all the pain that uh, Carol the Annihilator has caused um, the Kree people. So. Uh, I'm glad that they kind of shot that down same as you if there was just an easy solution um, and both sides just can't agree to it for a silly reason then it's it's a poor uh, writing of the conflict but this one I thought was handled pretty well um, despite having a very weak villain um, I didn't uh, <laughs> speaking of the the conflict being resolved though I didn't love Carol's power levels being shown to such varying degrees in this movie. I know there were scenes where she was trying not to use her powers because that would, like, make the three characters switch places and they weren't, like, prepared for that at, at different points throughout the story. So she was kind of just, like, punching with raw strength instead of with any of her um, cosmic powers, uh, which is fine. But then we see her at the end have enough power to start a sun, and yet throughout the movie she's still like just punching at random goons and so like is that all from her power you'd think that she would be strong enough if she can handle the energy to restart a sun to like not worry at all about these random goons yeah like it took a huge punch from Thanos. like thanos headbutted her and no, she I- didn't even flinch but she's totally still getting agree. like punched and thrown by these random Kree. Like I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, now on a good note, I will say, and I know I'm kind of bouncing around all over here, but yeah. I've got just very thoughts about the movie. And, and to be honest with you, it's not so good or so bad that like breaking down the minutia is really something that I want to do for this movie. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it and I would, like to point out some things that I did and didn't like, but it's like this is just a good time. If you're invested in the MCU, like you're gonna go see this. If you're not invested, you're not gonna go see it. Um, yeah, it's not gonna change. If you're your mind on the fence, on I recommend MCU. it. Huh?
0: It's not gonna change your mind on the MCU. I mean, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. I yeah, don't think a whole exactly. lot will at this point. It's so deep that. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Like, if this is not the movie that will make you say, I'm out on the MCU. No. This is not the movie that will make you say, okay, I'm finally in on the MCU. It's just good. Just watch it. Um, But as I was saying, on a really good note, uh, I did like the choreography in the fights and the creativity that uh, the early ones showed with the character switching spots. Um, I liked it later when they kind of mastered and practice the ability to switch spots on command and, and use it to their advantage. Um, I, that sequence of them, like practicing to, you know, switch together was really, was really cute. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also like the, the opening one where they are kind of just in disarray and not really knowing what's going on. They are bouncing between like three different fights and all having to, you know, readjust as they switch unexpectedly. And I thought that was really, really well done. Um, You just got different locations and enemies and power sets to use for each of these different fights and characters bouncing back and forth between each one. And I just thought that was a really excellent fight scene. Um, Agreed. Really well done. Agreed. That was my favorite scene of the
0: whole movie. And like I said, I think the whole, I mean, I said the villain, but I think the whole movie just started off stronger than it ended. And that was easily the best scene in the movie for me. It was so, it was fun. Like, it was cool, because they just get, like, ripped into a different spot, which, you know, the explanation for it didn't really make sense, but whatever. Um, They're just getting ripped across, like, space, and just, like, oh my gosh, I'm under attack suddenly, what the heck? And, uh, you know, Ms. Marvel's just having a blast the whole time, even though she's scared. She's like, oh, it's happening! Um, You know, and then her poor family, I'm like... That's a way to set up the Kree as very uh, intimidating villains is have them getting like hit over the head with a broom by <laughs> Kamala's dad. It's like, yeah, that really makes them intimidating. But, um, yeah, no, I thought that scene was fantastic. It was, it was fun. It um, like especially the co- the scene where, you know, Captain Marvel starts flying, and then switches places with Kamala. Because as soon as she started flying, I was like, what if they switch? She's just gonna like either fall out of the sky or die because she can't breathe in space and then suddenly boom you know we exactly saw that thing happen so yeah it was uh it was very fun seeing that so
1: yeah yeah I would have liked a little bit more time maybe with them struggling with the power switching Mm -hmm. Uh, like you said this movie probably could have used another 20 minutes for sure um I think that not that this doesn't have the same problem that Love and Thunder has. And, I, man, I really hate that we always compare MCU movies to, to Love and Thunder. But it's like, as a recent example of what not to do, it's nice to kind of point to things that movies recently do right. Yep. As, you know, as contrast to a movie that we expected a lot from. Um, but that movie felt to me like there was a lot missing and so it needed another 20 minutes it needed half an hour to like flesh out things that weren't quite ready like half-baked ideas yeah um the marvels i think is a nice tight hour 45 movie that could use another 20 to 30 minutes um if there were like deleted scenes and extras that i'm sure would be on like a dvd or blu-ray release of this movie um I would like to see those. I want to see a little bit more depth for the villain. I want to see a little bit more just fun scenes of, you know, chemistry between the three mains. Um, maybe just a little bit more world building as well for the Cree home and kind of the history of what happened since Carol was last there. Mm. Uh, but I don't think this movie needs another 20 to 30 minutes like Love and Thunder. I think this movie was good enough as it's at its length but I don't think it really is dying for another 20 minutes. Um, that's obviously much better option than, than Love and Thunder, where it feels like there's crucial scenes missing. Um, but I do think that it would have been nice to have a little bit of extra time in this movie. Um, the Like like you said, the, the beginning starts off much stronger than the end, the, the end finishes the movie. Um, so having a little bit more depth to the villain and the backstory of Hala could have added that extra punch uh, to the antagonist and her story that we needed to really connect with uh, her motivation and connection to Carol specifically. But, you know, I don't think there's really necessarily a ton to do there for the villain, especially since she suffers the fate of like, oh no, there's too much power and she overloads and explodes when the main character then just uses that same amount of power or, like, redirects it and is fine five minutes later. later. Um, Classic. If this is a character that's not going to come back, I'm totally fine with, you know, like a one-note, just kind of cardboard cutout villain. Uh, Especially in a movie with three mains, you want to spend as much time with them as possible and not really lose attention. So... That's not really the biggest issue that I have with this movie, and that's why I think um, I don't need that extra time in this movie. Now, Love and Thunder, on the other hand, I would have loved so much more time with Gore, and it was needed because all his scenes after, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie were a waste, quite frankly. Uh, But he's a character that I wanted a lot more from than stinking darben like i don't care uh and thor is already a character that we had had you know several movies with already so he did not need the same amount of like attention and exploration that um the marvels did so all that to say i agree with you this movie started off much stronger than it finished i think it could have used a little bit more on its runtime to develop its weaker points which i do think mostly were uh plot related i think a little bit of pacing could have been fixed with some extended stay in some scenes, a little bit of uh, maybe some buffer scenes in between um, story beats. But for the most part, I think uh, I'm fine with how this movie turned out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, Overall, definitely very pleased with it. And, uh, you know, the fact that it was quick meant if you didn't like it, then it was over quicker. So, um yeah yeah true yeah no i I mean i just want to see i just want to see another i don't know i want to see another 30 minutes of them just hanging out (laughs) like you know the coolest scene like i said for me was the the switching scene at the beginning but also i just love the scenes of them the three of them just like hanging out you know like their personalities all matched or meshed with each other really well um oh yeah once they had the camaraderie going once they got over the awkward like initial part right um I'm like man I just want to see these three like hanging out <laughs> like I don't even care about oh, seeing yeah. the villain more um that seems like it'd be I don't know it seems like it'd be pretty cool so uh the good thing is we'll hopefully be seeing a lot more of them down the line looks like Ms. Marvel is definitely going to be popping up in some type of Young Avengers or Champions type of thing uh at least with Kate Bishop and we can assume she said something about Ant-Man's daughter which I could do fine never seeing her again but Unfortunately, <laughs> it seems like Cassie will probably be involved, which is whatever. So I don't know if they're making an all girls team or if that's just happens to be the young people. But you know, I've seen speculation that like, you know, T'Challa's son, or I guess just T'Challa, you know, maybe or I mean, I guess Shuri is technically I mean, probably Riri could be on that R- team. I guess Riri, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Shuri, yeah, Shuri is like younger. There's a bunch
1: of characters that could be on the young of yeah, I mean, um, Shuri's younger than but- Kate
0: Bishop, as far as I know, but. I don't think she would be on there probably cause she's probably just a regular Avenger at this point. Um, people had seen speculation that like young Loki from the f- first season, which I don't know why there's any reason to think that. <laughs> um, well, probably not. We'll talk but, about
1: it on our Loki episode, but probably not now. Yeah. I'll say that.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, there might be, you know, maybe uh, Wanda's kids if they come in from a different dimension or something, you know, Wiccan and, uh, speed or whatever their names are. Um, yeah. So we'll see, but pretty interesting. At, at least we're going to get to see more Kate Bishop and uh, Ms. Marvel, and I think their interactions will be awesome. So, uh, you know, the rest of the yes. team I couldn't really care less about, but at least seeing them again will be very cool. So hopefully Ms. You Marvel's know, mom is there too. I will say, this. <laughs> this, I will say <laughs> this about the Young <laughs> Avengers.
1: Um, you know, I know we're not crazy about all of them, mm-hmm. but if this movie showed me anything, it's that characters that we didn't love previously could be rewritten – and given yeah. personality that we enjoy. And the last thing I'll say about uh, the Marvels here is that Brie Larson did a great job. I thought she was fantastic in this movie. Carol Danvers had actual personality and went through struggles and showed emotion and growth. And that's something that was almost completely lacking in her first um, appearance in her own movie. I guess her first real appearance was in like a end credit scene. Yeah. Although, no, her first real appearance is in her own movie. Yeah. The first...
0: There's a reference to her. It was like the pager yeah. at the end
1: of Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, but then she shows up in the end credits later. I always forget that uh, she hadn't yeah. even
0: shown up at all pre-Infinity War. I always think she was around before that and those just came out back to back. That is crazy. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I I'm I actually want to see more of her going forward as well, yeah. uh, given what I saw from her in this movie. So, yeah. not something that I think I would have said after the first movie but definitely something that uh i am thinking after seeing this movie yeah so yeah and yeah the marvels i would give it overall rating i think i would give it like a 6.4 maybe that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say um, 6.5 yeah the movie has plenty of plenty of problems uh but a lot of fun <laughs> captain marvel is a disney princess I so, hated that scene. Yeah.
0: I thought it, I was rolling my eyes. And then the scene with the Flurkins, I'm like, this is, uh, I don't know. I, I understand the appeal. I'm just like, this is such a complete tonal shift that comes out of nowhere. It's like they take just a comedy one-liner from the MCU. They're like, people love these one-liners. Let's make an entire two scenes that take up, you know, 10 total minutes of this hour, 30 minutes runtime and uh just make them jokes but you know whatever i'm, well, just, I'm just a grumpy it. guy so you know who cares i don't enjoy anything <laughs>
1: yeah don't but listen to your opinions because you don't find joy in anything that's true anyways Overall, we probably give it the same score anyways. Yeah. so oh well yeah. uh the marvels we give it six and a half for both of us yep. Um but that's like we said before like a very positive six and a half yeah um Perhaps this will get rescored later, uh, later on when, whenever we do a rewatch yeah. or a, a re-ranking in the future. Um, but yeah, a very positive six and a half. Uh, my expectation going in was like a potential bottom of the barrel MCU movie, and this was like far from it. Yeah. This was this was very, very watchable, very very fun time at the
0: theater. Agreed. Yeah, I almost wonder if um or I was wondering during it if this was supposed to come out before Secret Invasion almost cuz some of the stuff from Secret Invasion after watching this just does not add up, which I think is more on Secret Invasion than it is on this cuz we know what an absolute mess that was. Um but certain things like oh the Skrull don't have a home planet and then literally shows them with a home planet and it and it says refugees but like they have a whole city there like they're clearly doing fine and you know, that's just weird. So why then does the whole plot of secret invasion happen? And uh, like Nick Fury is up in saber at the space station and then comes back down for secret invasion and then immediately goes right back up. I'm like, I don't know if secret invasion was supposed to happen after this initially when they like conceived the ideas and then ended up like switching it around like, because it would make, Secret Invasion would make much more sense after this, because, oh, their one colony was destroyed, now they need to try to live on Earth or find somewhere new. Like, it, it just seemed, looking back at, at, again, Secret Invasion, seems like it was either out of order or Secret Invasion, they just had no clue what was, no communication between the two, Um, which that's, I guess, more likely the explanation, but... um, that had me thinking cuz i was like seems like the continuity is not quite there but on its own this was definitely enjoyable and um yeah i'm not going to go see it again in theaters cuz i don't i don't remember the last marvel movie that i saw twice in theaters but um yeah i guess this has me much more excited for the future of these characters than i was heading into the movie that's for sure so
1: yeah um totally agree uh this movie pleasant surprise and I think that if again, real quick review. <laughs> uh but if if you're interested in the MCU, this is not gonna be like the make it or break it. Like if you're if you're on the fence about, you know, whether or not you're in or out on the MCU after the recent uh movies, this is not gonna put you one way or the other. Um but what it will do is be a fun time for you to go to the theater
0: yeah uh the marvels check it out and we will Absolutely. be back uh next episode with our loki review which we are about to record this minute so you'll hear our our strained tired voices coming right back but uh for those of you listening on on the on spotify or wherever you listen to us um we'll see you next time and we will catch you In the next episode, we'll be back for our Loki full season review. Have a good one, everybody. Deuces. Peace.